Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Welcome back to another episode of D3 Nation. Thank you all our listeners and supporters. The show is going to try to get back to a bi-weekly basis of releasing new content for our devoted fans. The hosts of D3 Nation have been busy getting their season started, but we will continue to find time to get more episodes loaded on our channels. Very excited to say that today's episode is brought to you by Ready Wrestle Brand. We appreciate the sponsorship and support. Check out their website today for customized apparel and more. More information to follow about Ready Wrestle Brand, and then we will jump right into our interview with head coach Andrew Taylor. Thanks. The Ready Wrestle Brand is a print-on-demand line for wrestlers. Sure, there's quality t-shirt and hoodies by brands like Gildan and Bella Canvas, but there's also stickers, phone cases, blankets, gifts, journals, and more. Pick the design you want, the color and size, they produce it, ship and deliver right to you. There's even options for custom designs and bulk orders. Browse now at ready-wrestle.com. Division three wrestling fans, welcome back to the podcast. We have been busy with the start of our uh, college wrestling season here, but excited to get this interview going. Um, I'm joined by co-host Gennaro and our Guest today, we're sticking in the MAC conference. We are going to Delaware Valley University head coach Andrew Taylor. But now, I might have got the intro wrong there. What is exactly your title at Delaware Valley? So, um, the head of wrestling operations. Uh, so, last October, um, transitioned from just being the men's wrestling coach to now um, being the head of operations where I run both the men's and women's wrestling programs here. Okay. But then you have you have a a woman's coach that's kind of more of like the head coach. You're like the admin for the program. Is that how you no, guys? So basically, we have a great hierarchy. Um, my men, my men's assistant Zach Trampe, uh, transitioned to full time um, this past year. So he was a he was great in the part time role, and then we we're able to facilitate an opportunity for him to get into full time. Um, so he can a lot of the day-to-day operations with the men's team we can continue to groom him so i can continue to do uh quite a bit with the women's um and then we hired on um you know a, a part-time coach in monica mason who was a couple time all-american and a fargo national champion um for the women's so we want to see her grow in that role and then we also have cordell rush who um you know is a great freestyle guy uh, um an alum here who's doing part-time for both uh, with men's and women's and then got a couple more coaches um, that are on the men's side as well. So uh, we've been able, yeah, been able to build a pretty good staff since, uh, since I've gotten here. Awesome. Nice. So what's, what's the status um, of both programs as we roll in like roster number wise and everything like that. I know that's been a big push for you on the men's side. How's everything looking on the women's side too? Oh, it's going great. Yeah. So the men's side, we're uh, averaging between 35 and 40 guys a year um, on our roster numbers, which is great. So when I took it over, we were about six or seven. Um, So we really got to pump the numbers up. And then our women's side, 
Um, you know, we were bouncing when I took it over last October between about three and six girls. And now we're at a very steady 15, um, got to bring in a good freshman class, uh, 11 girls with a mix of New York, New Jersey, Maryland, PA. Um, and then, you know, we're looking to bring in another 10 or 10 to 12. So try to keep that mid range of the, between 25 and 30 for the girls roster. Nice. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of wrestling student athletes over, over in Doylestown. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, my goal is to have not just the the biggest rosters, you know, other than football, um, within the school for both men's and women's, but, you know, very competitive rosters as well. So, you know, I would like to see us have around 60 to 70 athletes between the two programs. That's, that's great. And then I was going to say, I don't know if you have to edit this part out or if it's public knowledge or anything yet, it seems like, uh, NCA sanctioned women's national championship will be 2026. Yes, that's, that's the way it's looking. And I don't know if that's public knowledge and that can even be on the podcast ends, but. Oh, yeah, it can be on the pod. NWCA posted uh, an article about yesterday with the timeline. And, yeah, Coach Taylor, maybe you can just uh, divulge the listeners of, of that timeline. We'll get into the men's wrestling side, obviously, but want about the women's wrestling and the growth at the NCA level. Yeah, so the growth has been pretty great, especially, you know, not just at the NCAA level, but I would say the, the Division three level. I think we've been at the forefront of the amount of programs that we've been able to cultivate in the past really three years and just the the programs that have decided to, to um, you know, sanction it. And then the coaches that they put in have been doing a great job. You know, guys like Joe Jamison at Ursinus and Coach Bastris at, at York um, that have also been the men's programs coaches and, and are, you know, growing these women's programs that have double digit numbers in their first years. Oh, it's huge. And, you know, I know Division three hit that number of 40 teams. Um, last year that hit hit us to be kind of you know stepping away from division one and two because right now we we compete with the likes of division one and two for our national tournaments and, and whatnot so you know it's a great opportunity for division three to stand stand apart and and really have in my opinion some of the most competitive women's wrestling in the country um with division one having four or five teams division two um having the next most and us you know we certainly have the most here at division three so it's been so awesome you- you said you guys were at 40 D3 women's teams. So Mount Union, I just saw was the last one to add. So it's like 41 now, you think? Is that there's, sound right? There's definitely more than that. I just meant there's 40 that hit that. Oh, goal. I meant the threshold. I meant the threshold. I got yeah. you. Okay. Which is great. I think we're over like 50. Um, but we, we've got quite a few. And then hitting 40 over that threshold of having uh, seven girls weigh in six times or six, six girls weighing in seven times. Um, was huge for us because, you know, it shows that we have our roster numbers up. We're going to be able to have opportunities to create our own national tournament and have our own taken over. Um, Cause these next two years we're competing at in Iowa at Cedar Rapids for the NCWWC national tournament, um, which is basically the NCAA emergence, but um, which was a great production last year. It was, it was pretty first class. Is that, is that all, is that D1, D2, D3 all in one? Oh yeah. So okay. uh, North central won that last year and, and they overtook the powerhouses of McKendree Kings um, sacred heart and some others. So we're, we're in that, in the mix with D ones and D twos. And it was fun because Iowa was there watching and uh, you could see their girls were chomping at the bit to, uh, to be competing in the, in the national tournament this coming year. Yeah. So are, are the Hawks now in the mix? Will they be competing in that, in that tournament this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're in it. And our first, uh, our first tournament's actually the Princeton open. And so, you know, Iowa is going to be there. Kings will be there. Presbyterian will be there. I'm sure there's going to be a ton more, but 
Oh, it's just great. And I think it's great for women's wrestling to have, you know, the Hawks there competing because that is a very prevalent, obviously, wrestling program. So the fact that they're going to be traveling all over with their women's team and have some of the caliber of women that they do wrestling, um, I think it's just great exposure to continue for the sport. Yeah. So they did, yeah, they have some big names on that roster. Um, and they crushed it on the senior level. So they're going to be, they're going to be ready to go. But yeah, it is great for wrestling. And then hopefully more power fives and D1 to continue to, buy into that process and seeing the you know how important it is to have that kind of in your athletic department but um but appreciate that update it is it is awesome to see you kind of wearing two hats over there and, and leading the charge um you know we're we're in a great location for women's wrestling here in new jersey and hoboken so we have one female wrestler on our team right now and you know she she represents the nyc rtc but and uh it's great it's 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 great for the sport I mean, for you guys, especially for you, Coach, NJ's, uh, New Jersey's sanctions. So recruiting-wise, that's a slam dunk right there. It's killer. It's killer. And, yeah, I've, I've seen Katrina all over the circuit, and she's been she's been doing awesome. She was out at school. Yeah, she's a go-getter. We're real proud of her, and she's going to continue to get better. But um, so let's, let's, uh, let's turn attention now to the men's side and uh, do just a brief um, kind of build-up recap of, of the highlights you had last year. Also, one at NCAA qualifier. Uh, you had an NCAA qualifier in 2022 as well. So building in the right direction in that way. But what what were some big takeaways that you had in uh, 2023 for you? Big takeaways was, you know, we had a very young team and young lineup again. And, uh, you know, I think it was exciting for them to wrestle some of the high-level teams that we did. You know, I'm a big believer in kind of throwing your feet to the fire. And uh, the first tournament that we went to was Ithaca. So we're wrestling the likes of, you know, Castleton's there, who's been doing a great job in emerging. Johnson and Whale has been a powerhouse for the past however many years. BW, um, you know, and, and a lot of these teams, Ithaca, obviously. And so, you know, going to compete in that first tournament, placing third there and having quite a few placers, a couple champions was big. Um, and then, you know, getting to wrestle. Um, you guys out at Stevens and some of the others and going away with uh, a winning record, having our most meet wins. And I think five, six years is big for us. Um, and then, you know, really looking at just the body of work that we put throughout the entire year um, really helped us get to uh, the regional tournament. And in 2022, you know, we still finished like 15th, 16th in the region with a team that I felt pretty good about very young team, but you know, that was, that was a, a tough day at the office and we had one, one highlight with, with Yusuf getting to the national tournament. Um, but this past year, it was awesome to see our day one. And a lot of the guys come with a ton of energy. Um, obviously Jake Blair and, and how he had a great run to the, to the regional finals. Um, and then six guys placed and then every one of them, except for one returning, um, you know, I think gave a lot of guys momentum to go into the spring and the summertime to want to accomplish their goals this year. Um, so, you know, our big takeaways was we are young, we have a lot of potential, um, and our motto is that really doesn't mean anything. It means you have to go get it and, uh, put the work right work in to go get it. And so, you know, we had a lot of momentum going into the off season and we're, we're pretty excited to see what we can do this coming year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, being in the same region as conference, you can, you can see the growth in the building there and, you know, being at the Southeast regional, you definitely, the results that you had kind of uh is a great example of what the regional event is you know the first day you had two of your guys knock off returning all americans you know so to, to take off those one season and, and you know we, we've discussed this 
off record, but I know that you want that day two to kind of replicate that day one. And I feel like you guys are getting there though. And you, you got the horses in the stables. So um, that had to be awesome to see those guys just, you know, not caring who they were wrestling with and uh, you know, really kind of solidifying yourself that we're here. For sure. And, and I think that was, you know, you get certain guys that are, are those young guys that, you know, I say they're, they're a little bit too dumb to care. They don't, they don't know anything yet. And, um, you love that youth and inexperience because yeah, day one, they don't know if they're wrestling or turning all American. They don't know if they're wrestling a guy that's, you know, never won a match. They're going out and operating the same way and they just want to kick butt and score points. Um, and so this coming year, you know, we want to make sure that they have that same mentality, but in that day too, I think they started to feel a little of that pressure. Like, Oh man, I'm here on this day too. I do have an opportunity to get to the national tournament. Um, so just keeping those guys in check and making sure they go around the same process and, um, you know, this coming year, it's going to be exciting just to see, you know, not just replicate it, but obviously take that next big step um, and and really get where we want to go as far as a program. Yeah, no, I told, that totally makes sense. And uh, getting more now to to your roots, uh, you, you wrestled at Bolton Wallace, which I'm sure as an alum last year, seeing uh, Coach Gibbs and company and, and the, the national tournament they had that had to make you pretty proud. Um, but uh, but going back to are you originally from the Ohio area? Uh, and, and, uh, just talk, talk about, you know, your wrestling roots and, and everything like that. Yeah. So I was from central Ohio at the uh, time that central Ohio was, um, not very good at wrestling. You know, our big powerhouse names in central Ohio for like the eighties and nineties and two thousands was, you know, Columbus to sales or the Bishop Hart Hartley's and Reedy's and, and some other teams. But, you know, in high school, we did not, um, why I have a great team. Um, so me trying to get to the state tournament and making the state tournament was a lot of self-made going around to a ton of different open rooms. And um, you look at Northeastern Ohio or South Southwestern Ohio, you know, they have established programs with St. Ed's, Elyria, Brecksville, Wadsworth, all those, and they have some different clubs up there. So central Ohio now uh, they have top teams in the country and it's, it's fun to watch, but, um, but yeah, so I, I wrestled from Central Ohio and then opportunity to go up and wrestle at Baldwin Wallace, um, which was a great school. It was a good ad academic fit for me. Uh, in my sophomore year, um, Coach Gibbs came in and took over, and uh, it was it was a nightmare for me. We had six guys on our team. It was uh, a guy that was coming in, and I felt like um, really impeding on the lifestyle that I thought I wanted as a, as a student athlete, but in the end, it was kind of like that cliche story. It was this guy that you butted heads with, but then he became your greatest mentor, one of your best friends, and um, just really showed me what life could be if I followed the regiment and followed the path that he laid out for me. Um, so, you know, college career-wise, had kind of an up and down, pretty mediocre as as far as just competition, you know, mid-90 wins, but also like 60 or 70 losses. So um, it was definitely a, a back-and-forth experience, but um, he was a, a reason I made the national tournament my senior year. And, uh, you know, it was great to watch that program progress in the way it did. You know, we started with six athletes when I was a sophomore and then they haven't lost, you know, a conference title. So, so Andrew, time-wise, just checking the timeline here. So your sophomore year, when you're saying this a situation of six individuals, that was, was that about a decade ago? Was it 20? 2011 2012 so yeah yeah, yeah. So 10 years 10 years 11 years ago so uh, that's that's pretty impressive to see how far it's come oh yeah and they won their first conference tournament uh conference title i think in like 2016 um and then they really didn't look back they started winning regional titles you know cultivating all americans left and right 
back-to-back years with national champions, which is insane. Um, hadn't had a national champion since Petrella's dad or, or um, Higgins in, um, you know, the 90s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, getting a trophy is, is, again, like it was a very proud moment as an alumni and just as a person that uh, has a lot of pride for Murray Russell. Yeah, with uh, when they've been on that run, I, to my knowledge – Mountain Union is the only other one to win a conference title during this run. It's pretty much been all BW. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah, it, it has. And, you know, there there's some hammers of schools in there. You got um, – Yeah, very, very good conference. Yeah, Coach Haywald at John Carroll, and he did a great job at Mountain Union before that. And, obviously, um, longstanding tradition at ONU. Um, yeah, with, I thought they had a really good team last year. I thought they were real tough. Um, I don't know how they're going to reload this year, but they had, they had a really nice team last year. In past years, that would have won a conference for them. Like they, you know, they had the one forty one. That Reed, that Reed's tough. That Reed's yeah, Jacob tough. Reed's back, but they had, I believe they had three on the podium last year. Yeah. Reed's the only one back from the podium though. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't think Sumner's back. I, he could, I, Hardrick's definitely gone. Yeah. yeah. I think some of their potential. You never know with these COVID, yeah. this COVID situation. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's funny you say that because you talked about Petrello. I, I think that's a a transfer to keep your eye on. He he, the older brother transferred to BW. Yeah, all right year. from D two, right, G. He was from, he was from Gannon. Yeah, because like uh, he he was hurt last year. I'm pretty sure, but the year before he won the region D two. I think was a blood round guy D two. So, um, he'll be in the mix for them. But no, that's. That's great. I, I, we we talk about it all the time, especially not. They've been on a great run in national duels as well. I don't know. Did you guys ever compete there when you were there at national duels? Or is that no, we, we did not. We started doing the tough tournaments when I graduated, so I was pretty blessed, uh, you know, because I got to pack my stats my senior year. Yeah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but they've been yeah. on a great run there too. Great. They run. have after I think two years of not placing. They they haven't looked back. They started placing, um, been inches away from beating Warburg and some of the bigger teams. So, um, you know they're they're definitely doing a, a big thing with with all the yeah, places. Were, were, were you still on staff there when that's when it came down to heavyweight? The kid got majored to heavyweight. I was. That was a that was that was a tough day at the office. Um, and and. He, <laughs> It, it was Sorry tough. to bring up bad memories, but it was a good match. I remember going back and watching those matches from National Duels. That was a great the, match. The crazy thing, too, is I remember, you know, our, our 33-pounder, Charlie, um, was wrestling uh, Owen – man, Owen McHugh or Owen – Owen McLean. McLean, yeah, and that was their backup and because Rump, Rump wasn't in yet, and, and it's like that guy never saw the lineup again, but that's how deep they are is they feel comfortable with, you know – Waiting in the wings, all Americans on there. On right, the right, yeah. yeah. And McClay was an all American in 2018 with Coast Guard, then transferred um, to Wartburg. But yeah, they got depth. They got depth. They've, they've, you know, and you look at Augsburg, same thing. I, I mean, that's why those two teams are always at the top. You know, they they can plug in and reload the way they do, and it's it's very impressive. But um, but Coach Taylor. You, you said you didn't wrestle in tough tournaments. You guys used to come to the Waynesburg tournament. That was, that was oh, the gauntlet. No, nah, it was a tough tournament. I uh, I had a back and forth experience there. My freshman year, I placed. Sophomore year, I placed. Junior year, I didn't place. And then my senior year, I, <laughs> I had to wrestle on my senior year because I was dropping to 133. I always loved that tournament, though. And, and, and speaking of the, the Waynesburg tournament, one of your highlights as a young coach, you guys kicked ass when you came with your team. I think that was two years ago. 
Yeah, I think. My you first great computing. Yeah. That it was, was a great tournament for you guys. Great tournament yeah. for you guys. I don't even know how many champs you ended up with, but you ran away with the tournament. And reading like your bio and stuff, that was the first tournament title win for Dell Val since 2017. So that that was that's pretty big. That's a pretty big step in the right direction. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I think it was great for our guys to feel that and see that and kind of get that success because then it helped, you know, really helped some guys turn on towards the end of that year. And definitely great for admin, great for us. And it was, yeah, it was a, a fun tournament to be in. Yeah. Well, um, let's uh so let's jump back to uh, before we uh we move on um to talk about kind of look outlook for this year and the direction you guys are going i do want to talk about you talk you mentioned it briefly the relationship you have with coach gibbs and obviously a lot of connections there but talk about that friction early on you know transition of leadership you know coach gibbs obviously running a tight ship and, and wants to push you guys in the right direction um i'm sure that was tough in the game but what what really started to click for you it's like hey maybe i should jump on board here and you know listen to what this guy's telling me yeah, I mean, um, that sophomore year, I, I really learned to turn every positive that happened to me into a negative, and I was uh, I was letting things spiral out of control. And um, you know, it was tough. You have six guys that aren't serious about wrestling, and you want to be serious, and so you just become a product of your environment. And um, you know, I think his just constant pressure of of me to keep the ship and stay on course and when he recruited that first recruiting class of 26 guys like that revitalized me i was with a bunch of young guys that wanted to be there and um you know i, I remember i was like david shapiro garrett chase uh jesse gunther who was a three-time all-american that that class, great, class. Was, great great class i mean that class has you know three or four top 10 win leaders of all time um and you know those guys are my best friends the, the second class after that was like Josh Decatur. And then there's some unknown wrestling names amongst the community, but those guys also just had this mentality um, that really helped shape my life into what it is now. And I think you know, him bringing those guys in and then just his constant trust in me to grow. Um, Cause my sophomore year at the end of it, I was, uh, I was going to try lacrosse. I was going to give up the sport and, and be, be a lacrosse goalie or something. And I remember <laughs> at me and uh, saying, nah, you'll be, uh, you'll be fine. Make sure we hit this off season lift. And then before you know it, it's just, continue to spiral and um you know yeah there there was a lot of friction but it was because you know he was he was showing me the better life to live and when you're going through changes and we're going through growth it's going to be very uncomfortable um and then the next year we had our postseason taken away and i felt a greater sense of purpose because i had to lead you know i was the only upperclassman i had to lead these 26 freshmen and let them know that you know life was going to be okay so we created a great culture for ourselves we competed knowing there was no end um and you know we just we grew together as a family and it uh it took off it really did oh yeah i kind of forgot about that because we were actually in your region still at the time yep and uh was well, that was like recruiting violations or something like overall something with that, i know it wasn't from uh, from wrestling because we didn't have that many guys but uh there, there was something <laughs> going on with um yeah, it was like uh, as a whole school right the whole school was punished it was, yeah, it was a self-sanctioned, so, you know, and, and. That's wild. That's wild. It was, it was. Um, I remember the day, I remember everything that was going on. There was a huge hurricane that hit, all the power was out throughout the campus. We were one of the only teams to practice that day. Um, it was bitter cold in the room and, and there was well, no. Talk about dark days, seriously. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a literal, literal and figurative dark day, but. 
you know, the, the lesson from that is, you know, we control, we can control. We still chose to practice. We chose to have a great attitude. And, um, you know, the guys that, that stuck around, like they became better men for it. And we have this brotherhood that just, in my opinion, can't be, can't be breached. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's lived with me till today. So it's, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. I'm sure it also made you guys very motivated, you know, for your, your senior year season, that 2013, 24 season. And, uh, I don't know if you would say like that was the season you guys arrived, but you can definitely see the growth and guys getting ready to compete at a national level. How many qualifiers with you did you head out to Cedar Rapids that year? So we had three qualifiers, myself, Jesse Gunther, and then Dave Shapiro. Um, we were the only three that actually placed at the tournament. Um, but, you know, Garrett Chase had a great year. I, I think he averaged 30 wins each year. Um, he, had, yeah, he, was, he was tough. He was tough. Yeah, yeah Josh Decatur, who wrestled it. 141 went two and two and um, the next year he qualified for the national tournament um, we just had some other guys that that really stepped up and and then the, the following year came in and we had some more guys that that coach recruited and you could just tell that the culture is going to continue to grow and grow and grow and since then um, you know, we had three qualifiers that year they've never had less than three and now it's you know last year with what they did was was great um, but yeah, it's, I remember the one year at Wabash, you guys had a hell of a tournament. Actually, it was the same year. It was in Cleveland. I'm sure you're probably hoping for a better finish, better finish there. But you you guys won the conf, the region, right, pretty yep. going away, and you had nine qualifiers. I'm pretty yeah, sure. We had nine qualifiers, ten placers, um, and it was – That was a great tournament. Yeah, you guys you guys crushed it. I remember that for sure. That was That was a really good one. It just everything that could go right went right. And it was crazy because that year we had some shifting in our lineup. You know, Dante Gennetti came in and took over the starting 133 pound spot over Charlie. Charlie bumps up to 141, goes through, you know, goes through best door with all the all the guys he beat, which was some, you know, he beat Brezovic, he beat um Oster, he beat a ton of good kids to make it to that that national tournament. And no, not Dose, I'm sorry. Um the Mount Union kid, Alec Cotton. And, uh, you know, yeah. there, was, there was a lot of great matches that we had. And it just, yeah, we had a great, great time going into Cleveland. And definitely wish we would have finished a little bit better. But, uh, you know, it was, that was a tournament to remember for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite year in Cleveland because that's when we had a national champ. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely remember that for, I actually liked that play. Well, there was like mixed reviews about it, but I thought it was, for what a D3 tournament was, I thought it definitely fit the fit the mold fine. Oh, like, yeah. With the, with the seat. I mean, it was definitely a little bit older a building, but I, I thought it I was I just think cool. the biggest complaint from that of venue was day one, the just how many mats were down. There were certain parts of the arena that was very tough to see, I think, like the far mats. Because yep. um, it wasn't like a full bowl. It was like a, it was, I mean, it was a theater. So it was very cool, very historic. But I think on day one, the viewership for a couple of mats were, were tough, depending on where your seats were. And it then was. also, I, I think, too, you know, really besides the hotel over there, there wasn't much to do. I mean, if you went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that was cool, too. But, like, other stuff to do over there wasn't much either. But, um, yeah, I, I liked it. I'll always yeah. like it. <laughs> It was great. And, and yeah, not, not a ton to do for the athletes, some good stuff to do for the coaches, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also you mentioned the name earlier, talking about your, your national team in 2014, but uh, David Shapiro, congrats to him. Case Western now head coach. Has he reached out to you to try and get some tips from you? 
Yeah, we, we talk and, um, I, you know, I told him, uh, like everything I was feeling when I got the job here, I was like, Dave, you're going to be wondering, you know, man, how did I do this? How did I get this? But you're going to be very well prepared. Um, I think that's the, that's the big thing about coach Gibbs is, you know, his coaching tree now is, is branching out and it's, it's incredible. Like, um, it just the coach he has at different places that are head coaches now or that are high school coaches. It's just, it's fun to watch. And I think Dave's going to do a great job there. He's got a great mind with the academic side of things. And, um, you know, he's going to, he's going to continue the work that, that coach Malave put in um, that team's on the up. So I'm excited to see how he takes over there, the culture that he builds and um, just kind of everything that, you know, entail. Okay. He definitely walks into a good situation, you know, standalone facility, really good academic school, going to be able to kind of attract a different type of student athlete. But once he kind of gets, same, his- you know, same rec- if he was doing recruiting for BW, I mean, maybe like obviously academically different, a little bit different requirements, but same areas really. Um, yeah. Right. It's right next to each other. Right. Case Western they're BW. Close, not- they're about 30 minutes. If, if that, uh, you know, yeah. real close to the city and, and he's got a great handle on, um, on the area. And then even, he's going to have a good outreach too nationally just because it is a, is a nationally prominent school, you know, like, like the Stevens, the Gettysburg's, uh, the Washington and Lee's that have you know, some great academic standards. He'll, he'll be able to have a great, uh, a great outreach as far as just not only Cleveland and Ohio, but uh, you know, the country as well. Great. Yes. Yeah, so as we kind of uh, move towards uh, the end of this show, just, just talking about, um, you know, he talked about earlier actually in the show about change and, and how it can be tough. And honestly, it was probably tough for you to leave Ohio and take this job at Del Val. But what, what were some key things that you that you saw during the interview process that was like, hey, like this this program can be something big here? Uh, first is is the location. You know, I think this is the best wrestling area in the country. Um, you know, southeastern Pennsylvania, you have New Jersey, you've got District One wrestling, District Eleven wrestling. Um, for PA, you've got New York nearby, you've got Maryland. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a hotbed that's, that's got some of the best clubs as far as wrestling. It's got just unbelievable potential. And so I saw, you know, an opportunity to recruit some of the best talent that we could um, to get great networking in with different high school coaches. And and then, you know, I saw a program that really mirrored, but had, in my opinion, more potential than what we did at BW. Um you know, BW again, six guys, couple guys, not a not a long stranding tradition. Here, there was a ton of tradition. We had very few guys, but it was an opportunity to really reestablish ourselves. There wasn't much of a rebuild that needed to happen. Um, but the reestablishment of, you know, what we could be. Cause when I was prepping and interviewing for the job, I just I saw, you know, how many times this team had taken fifth in the country. I remember going to the national tournament in uh Hershey and seeing, you know. Um, Zach Haynes, Vinny Fava, uh, Aaron Carnes, and some of these hammers that were walking in and had just a presence. Roseberry, the heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Like, who is this Del Val team? Like, there, and then you see all these mustache shirts in the, uh, in the crowd. It's like, man, this, this team has a movement. They're, they're, they're pretty good. And then to see it open up, I was like, I, I could go out there and I could, I can make a difference. I can go out there and be, um, you know, be a guy that really turns the ship around. And, you know, again, just the tutelage from coach Gibbs and a lot of the guidance that he gave me, you know, made me feel confident that we could, we could do this. And, you know, I think um, it was pretty exciting because that guy, you know, prepped me for everything in the the six or seven years that I coached for him. Um, And he just helped me be obsessed with this process. And it's, that's, that's, I just saw again, untapped potential that we could, we can do some good things out here. Yeah. I mean, 
it comes full circle too. going back to your student athlete experience and what you dealt with at ball and Wallace. obviously the, the shoes on a different foot now with, you know, you being the head coach, but I feel like it was a good situation for you. Cause you can relate to the situation you were walking into. It's like, you know, I was part of a process where we only had six kids, but I can, but now you can even show the, like the reaps of your hard work. It's like, Hey, decade later, look, look at BW. Like, so it's, it's definitely possible. It's not, not going to be easy, but um, that, that's, that is pretty cool to see just going through this interview and seeing, you know, connecting the dots. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy. You got some great programs surrounding us. You have some great coaches surrounding us, uh, guys that want to win. And and I love it. I like, you know, I think iron sharpens iron and it's, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, creating the best environment for division three wrestling, especially in this area. Yeah, our, our small conference is moving right fr- from we were we're back down to six this year, but then we're moving back up to eight. And uh, you know, and, and the way wrestling is being added left and right, it could even grow more in the MAC. I could see it growing more in the MAC. So uh, we just interviewed Ms. Cordy, uh, Cordy as a head coach. You know, so they're moving. People are moving in this area. Like you said, it is a hotbed, a hotbed for wrestling. But um. Kind of, kind of winding down here. Just, to, just talk about the outlook for this season. Obviously, you have probably another strong schedule, just like you were talking about. Uh, you know, just you know, vision for this season and where you want to see the Ags go. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we start off with you guys, and uh, our, our goal is to to make it a little bit better than last year. But that's that's what we wanted to do. We want to start off with one of the best programs in the country in Stevens Tech because that's that's how you get a measuring stick, right? That's how you make sure that. One, you keep your guys on your toes and, and you show them, hey, this is this is where we want to be. And if you want to be there, you got you to gotta put yourself in that position. So um, we're going to continue to do some more duels and wrestle, uh, wrestle some top level competition. You know, we have a goal of being a consistent top 25 team in the country in the rankings wise. Um, our guys on on the team want to be, you know, um, 15 dual wins is our, our goal. And we want to make sure that we're really putting ourselves in position to be competitive in every match. Um, tournament wise, we want to send, you know, four or five plus guys to the national tournament, which gets us an opportunity to get some, get some fun things in the mix. You know, you go to the national tournament with four or five horses, you know, some fun things can happen. Um, but our big goal is again, take that next big step in the progression, you know, really get nationally ranked and, and build that perception of Belleville wrestling, um, start to compete with some of these better teams and dual matches and, and make sure that, you know, we're, we're not just there to be there. We're there and competing. If, if, I tell our guys this all the time. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about how you show up and compete. So if we can go out and compete at a very high level, you know, the rest will take care of itself. But yeah, really just taking that next step in our progression and being a, being a program to be reckoned with. That's awesome. And do you have any new additions to um, the schedule you did last year? Anything you're really, really looking forward to? Or is it pretty status quo from what you guys did a season ago? Little different. Um, we're going to the new standard again, so I'll be excited to go there. I haven't gone to uh, the York Invitational for um, a couple years since we coached, since I coached at BW, and then it was on our schedule. And I took it off when I first got here because you know we just weren't really ready for it. Um, so I'm excited to go to that. I think a great two day event. It would be a lot of fun. We're going up to uh, Springfield uh, for the Doug Parker. That's going to be okay. a blast. The opportunity to be in uh, New England, get some great competition up there with some New York teams. Um, so those are some big things we're really looking forward to. And then heading out to Kalahari Duels in uh, in December, so we get an opportunity to compete again. You know, some of those Midwestern teams like Olivet. Um, you know, I know by Heidelberg. So yeah, Heidelberg. Yeah, Heidelberg hosts that, right? 
Yeah, they do. And I think yeah. that's an exciting competition. They're doing a great job. They're hosting a women's event too. So, um, oh, you know, sweet. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Cool. All right. Well, it sounds like you got a busy fall semester and uh, we're looking forward to competing with you guys here in a couple of weeks. And we appreciate you taking the time to uh, do this interview. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys and having me on. been a long time listener. So excited to uh, be on the other end of it now.